This is Carte Blanche, the podcast. One story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you. Whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives, you'll find it all here. Keeping tabs on news and developments can be daunting, not to mention having to make sense of it all. Fortunately, Daily Maverick Associate Editor Farrell Hafiji and Carte Blanche presenter Masake Kana are ready to give you a weekly serving of news and views. All wrapped up and ready to be digested. This is The Whole Week Wrap with Daily Maverick. Coming up in today's episode, load shedding, of course, is the topic on everyone's mind, but is there a fix? More presidential power plays as Ramaphosa and Zuma battle it out in court. Davos has no snow, why should you care? China's population is shrinking and the potential implications have economists worried. That and more coming your way, so stick around. Thank you, Feriel, for joining us. Hi, Massa, great to be with you again. So much is continuing to happen, Feriel. First on our agenda, of course, is the dark country that we're in. It is load shedding and the blues that it has brought. What has the week been like for you guys there at Daily Maverick? Because I know we've been also had our hands full. We were filming a story on stage six load shedding. And I can tell you we were not short of places to find links where it was dark. I think that that has been the story of January 2023 so far. But what was interesting for us to wrap our heads around was that I think until now, we've kind of made load shedding our norm. So if you look at some graphics by the outlier, January marks 15 years since load shedding first started. And for the past three years, we've had so much of it that it's almost been a daily occurrence. Certainly in 2022, every day or every second day, if you look at the ESCOM's push-up data, and then in Mm. 2023, stage four, five, or six, every single day of this year. So I think people have really had enough. And this week you saw about three court cases launched and then just action on the streets and people really voicing their concerns um, about the ongoing cuts. Finally, pushing the president into crisis mode, President Cyril Ramaphosa cancelled his trip to Davos, as we know. And that is it. You know, looking at 2022, the CSIR published a report where they translated the rands and cents of load shedding. We know it has a detrimental effect on businesses, but they did their calculations and it came to 560 billion rands lost in just 2022 because of load shedding. I mean, that is insane. It's almost it's half of a trillion. So much. And I mean, if you look at the the job opportunities lost through that, if you look at the tax which feeds through into our social grants, education, hospitals, etc., that's a lot of money. I was reading the Energy Council today saying it equates to about four billion in their calculation lost to the economy every day. So I'm just looking now. This has pushed the president into a series of crisis meetings for the week where his National Electricity Committee of Ministers has come up with a plan where they're promising from 2024 onwards an additional 20,757 megawatts onto the grid. That's a lot if you consider that our grid capacity is about 
44,000. And for me, we really mm. have to watch if this happens and if it doesn't, where is it getting stalled? Is it at cabinet level? Is it at the electricity regulator, NERSA? Because if this does happen, then we really do have a very different energy future. And speaking of, you know, those court applications that were launched this week, this is a first for South Africa. We've experienced load shedding before, but this is the first that we're seeing class action lawsuits being instituted against the state to say, actually, you are violating our constitutional right to have power, our constitutional right of electricity and all of the stuff that we need that is being violated. And they feel that they have a winnable case. But the question remains, Ferial, even if they do win the case to say that load shedding must end immediately because that's what the letter of demand says, how are they going to make electricity out of nothing? You know, the court can rule that they correct and then what? I think it's really interesting that we're, we're going to have advocate Tembeka and Kukatobi arguing that case. He's, I think, our top advocate in the country or one of, yes. and he's going to make that constitutional case. And then if you look at the available capacity that's simply not making itself onto the grid because of what the president's team called a web of bureaucracy, the trick then is going to be that ahead of that court case, they've got to start cutting that red tape into tiny bits so that capacity does come on stream in case the courts do agree. And I mean, I've yet to see the arguments, but I think that there's a very strong case being made. And until now, we've been like frogs in a pot of boiling water where we've just come to accept the water temperature going up and up and Mm. up and not demanding differently. I really felt a a change in temperature this week and it can only be a good thing. I certainly did feel that change in temperature too and I also felt a heightened frustration from South Africans who are just like, actually, this is enough. Speaking of courts still, we have president versus former president. Big news this week. I don't know about you, but I'm a bit tired of the former president, Jacob Zuma's uh, lawfare. I saw that he's going to be in court at least five more times just by the end of February. And I don't know if this is about creating relevance or making sure that that corruption case, which he is facing in the courts, is just never heard in any substantive form. And I do think it's the latter. I don't know about you, but what I've been really interested to see is that what started out in the early days of his court cases, they turned into massive political rallies of support for him. Not so much this time, Masa. He and his team, along with the three staunch followers who are always with him, that would be Karl Nias, his daughter, Dudazile, and also um, the former SAA board chairperson, Dudamayeni. Not so many people um, with him. And I think it's because of that fatigue that you're speaking of. And for me, it's always a wonder. I'm still saying, but aren't you ill? Did you not say you're not well? I just am quite puzzled every time at the amount of energy that he has for the court system and to be fighting when he didn't have the energy to spend the time behind bars and was too ill. No man's an island, so the saying goes. And with that, we now look at news from abroad. So the story that really caught my eye this week, you know, Davos is snow-covered, famous for that. And if ever you wanted to see the impacts of of our global model of capitalism we've chosen on the environment. Davos was almost without snow. A beautiful piece in Bloomberg showed pictures maybe like five years ago, 
and then today, and the difference was so clear. So it's almost like the place was displaying to these captains of industry, captains of the global economy, that you better get your act together and start changing because here is the story. You don't need lots of documents to show you that. Obviously, many other discussions, cryptocurrencies, global inflation, etc. But that clearly, the melted snow that often just wasn't where it usually would be, did capture a lot of images and uh, attention at Davos this week. Derek went to Antarctica last year in December. He went with explorer Rian Munzer's Antarctica Matrixen and Antarctica's project. And you'll see also in those visuals, there really is a serious problem. I asked Derek when I saw him after he came yes. back, how was Antarctica? Because I was on standby in case he couldn't make it. Okay. And I was hoping to get on the flight for the experience of being in Antarctica, but I was also hoping not to get onto the flight because I was afraid it's going to be minus 30 degrees. Yes. But Derek says, surprisingly, the gear that they gave them to stay warm and all that, was it, it became too warm for them. He said it actually wasn't that cold at all. And that speaks to the effects wow. of climate change that he's saying in Antarctica, it wasn't that cold. Wow, that was really the story of December. The, the weather much warmer than expected almost mm. everywhere. Other news abroad? Um, so other news that I was keeping my eye on, um, China's first ever population decline, which has huge implications for the giant economy and for the country. I'm looking with interest to see a Chinese government response to that. Um, and then otherwise, I think it was uh, also looking at how the Chinese economy grew at about 3.3%, much slower than its usual pace, but better than expected. Time for some happy vibes as Ferial and Masa bring us much-needed good news. I have won Ferial this week while doing an upcoming story for Carte Blanche. Met amazing, amazing women, two women from Limpopo academics who are changing the game when it comes to food. They are looking at indigenous crops, which is something so fascinating and how we can use indigenous crops to diversify our starch and our food. Rural and indigenous foods that have been neglected but now have been transformed and people are getting creative ways and creating different kinds of desserts and foods and flavors. And what is happening is that what we have demonized as like, oh, I want to eat that type of food, but I'm happy to eat an oyster. It's created a change in the narrative and I can't wait for the story to air because it really is something not only for South Africans to be proud of, but Africans, the whole continent. Did they give you some to taste? They did. And can I tell you, I ate everything. (laughs) It was. It really was. So that's one my green shoots. And these are like South African women who are pioneering. And there's a Zimbabwean man we also spoke to who's doing phenomenal stuff in the foods and trying to really step up Africa's name in terms of food and put it right up there with the Michelin stars. That would be excellent. I was watching a BBC piece and BBC Africa very upset that the US made the top 10 in the World Food Atlas and only three African countries made it onto that list and they were objecting and they had a woman from Ghana who then brought a plate full of of delicious eats and so what you're speaking about really tallies with the global Mm. movement. Come on, it's wonderful food. Mm. Oh, amazing. 
Let's hear your green sheets. I know they're always okay. exciting. They always leave me feeling warm and fuzzy. No, that's great. Um, I hope so. So Rolling Stone put out its greatest ever list and Maria Makeba is obviously quite at the top of that list. Mm-hmm. Um, Fela Kuti, Tabulei, uh, Burner Boy, um, Umkulthum, um, and they were lauded for their originality, the influence and the depth of their music. A little further down also, Simon Mashlatina, and uh, Yusuf Ndur. So I really loved um, reading that wow. list. And then the Sax Heroes Awards in the Western Cape gave awards to great police officers and at Daily Maverick, it was one of the top reads of the week of how a group of Western Cape criminal investigators took a haul of 583 million rand in cocaine and usually where it would disappear, they actually guarded it for days and protected the chain of evidence. So that was one of our big reads at Daily Maverick this week. I read that. It's a really good sap story because yes, there are problems, but when you read a good sap story, it does give you encouragement and hope. Absolutely, that's how I felt, so that we should tell more of those. Eh? When you're going back to that Western Cape with the SAPS, it just made me think of, you know, officers and detectives like Charles Kinnear, you know, who really were outstanding members of the force and unfortunately died in the firing line. So these kinds of rewards remind us and reignite memories of exceptional people like Detective Shalkania. Absolutely. I, th- I think mm. one of them at least should be named in his honor. Thank you, Masa. Those are some amazing green shoots. I appreciate it. We're going to work on mine. Thanks for listening. Catch us again next week for another whole week wrap. Until then, why not join the conversation on Twitter, Facebook, and everywhere else? We always love hearing from you.